Well, hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm here and honored to have Pastor Todd White with us at Victory, and he's bringing the message to our Victory Conference. He's going to be speaking in just a little bit. We're going to talk about leadership, life, and just your story, how you got yeah. into um, what you're doing today, and okay. just your thoughts on the landscape right now in the church and leadership. Uh, we see a lot of changes, and so Maybe give like a, a brief summary because they're going to hear your sermon tonight. So I don't want you to feel yeah. like you got to tell everything. No, that's good. Um, so you want to hear where I came from? Yeah, just kind of how you got into okay. what yeah. you're doing now. Um, well, I had no idea. People in my school like growing up, they would never, they would never think that Todd's preaching. They, I was destructive, man. Wow. Um, porn from eight, drugs from 11. Um, parents got divorced when I was a kid. I rebelled because I lost my, my dad, you know, like a lot of kids, a lot mm -hmm. of people. I went to a place called the Masonic Home, so I grew up in a place that was sponsored by the Masons. Oh, wow. Um, I was in there for five and a half years, got out, came, got kicked out, came home, and I got kicked out of my house, and just drugs, running drugs, just whatever I could do to make me happy, partying all the time. Then my stepdad dared me to join the military, so I joined the Marines and went into the Marines and did really well because I mouthed off down at boot camp, Paris Island, and I lost 72 pounds in about 16 weeks. Wow. And like, everybody thought, he is a changed man, and for a little bit that worked, and then I, start, I went back after leave and started partying, got lost really quick again, and uh, nothing can brainwash you except the blood of Jesus. Mm. And so the military, I've, I was kind of brainwashed. I thought I could go through walls, I could, invincible, that ends quick. So I ended up going AWOL, ran away, went to Colorado, hid in the mountains, got arrested, got put in jail, got extradited back across the U.S., got put in military prison down at Camp Lejeune. Five and a half months later, got out of the brig, ran away again, didn't want to stay there waiting for orders. I, I wasn't going to be contained. And mm -hmm. so I had a serious authority issue with every authority, didn't matter what it was. Um, ended up getting busted a year later, got put in jail again, got extradited the second time, crossed the U.S., got put in the brig. Six months later, almost six months later, they kicked me out, gave me a bad conduct discharge, came out, met a girl in a bar a year and a half later, tricked her into thinking I'm Mr. Amazing. She got pregnant, we had a baby, the baby was born, our daughter, and I became suicidal and didn't know how to function. A lot of people say, you know, kids change your life. Mine got worse because I couldn't be responsible. Mm. So quitter got fired from many jobs, threatened this girl's life if she ever left me for seven years out of her life, out of my seven and a half year old daughters at the time. Um, went out one night, came home, she was gone. I uh, went to her stepdad's to get a rifle because I was gonna do what I said I was gonna do. And on the way to the gun cabinet, I passed by a phone book and I flipped it open on the way and it opened to churches. Wow. Oh, I'm not a church guy have no idea about church, didn't grow up with church, didn't grow up with any of that stuff, like didn't have family, it was religious, everybody said religious. Um, ended, up, ended up going to this church out of 586 churches in my hometown, which was York, PA. Um, went there, met a guy that was in, in love with Jesus, but didn't understand that's what it was. Mm. He said, since I didn't want my life, why didn't I give it to somebody that did? Mm. And I didn't understand why anybody would want what I brought into the world. So he mm. shared the gospel with me. I didn't comprehend it with my head, but something in my heart said it was right, but I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like. So I said, whatever, dude, if he wants it, he can have it. And I didn't know how to pray. And so he said, amen. I was like, what is that? So I had no, no church language in me. And I uh, went to my house, called my daughter, 
told her to tell mommy that daddy found God. And she said, what's he like? And I said, I don't know. But I met a guy today that said his God's going to change my life. Mm. He had become my God. I didn't understand Jesus. And so the first night I'm out on a coke binge again, put my daughter to bed. I was out doing coke the next night, the next night. My whole life was just a shambles, man. I would call that pastor and I'd say, I did it again. Your Jesus don't work. And he would say, what do you mean he doesn't work? Mm. And so he tried to like help me as much as he could. Five and a half months later, I went out and ripped off the wrong dealer. Um, told him I was a cop, he was in my car. I had a, a bunch of cocaine in my hand I stole from him. And he got out of the car and he spun around. I tried to get away and he unloaded a nine millimeter at me right outside my window. And I heard an audible voice say, I took those bullets for you. Are you ready to live for me yet? So for me, I had no idea what the voice was. I thought I'm dying, I'm going to meet whatever's next. And if it's that pastor's God, I'm in trouble because I have no idea and I'm trying to get away and I realize like I'm not hurting I'm not hit I'm not bleeding I did all the cocaine couldn't get high all night long came home that voice was in my head saying I took those bullets for you are you wow. ready to live for me yet came home got out of my car looked at my car I had no bullet holes in my car not even a scratch went to the door she said get out I left in fear I went to a place called Teen Challenge three days later Teen Challenge let me in. Um, I went in there. I had dreads before. I had a band. I was a singer. Shaved my head bald. Went in there. Completely surrendered my life. Went in there with the Bible every morning, a year, an hour before everybody got up. Went into the prayer room. Opened it up and had no idea because I couldn't read. So my whole life I went through life and couldn't comprehend. Didn't read. Letters were backwards. I couldn't, I couldn't remember anything that I read ever. So I'm opening the Bible to wherever it would land every morning. Nothing is making sense to me, but I knew that I gave up. I lost my girl, I lost my daughter. And in that prayer room, about a month and a half in, I looked at a scripture because they were talking about trials the day before. And I hated trials because I was always guilty. Like every time I'm in front of a judge, orange jumpsuit, I'm going to jail, I'm like guilty, it's over. And so they said, consider it joy, and it was in James. So I'm like, this is so dumb. So I opened up the Bible, went to James, and I said, I hate trials. How can someone like trials? And this still small voice said, that's because you're always guilty. Mm. Now you're not guilty. Come on. And I went, Come guilty. on. <laughs> didn't understand it. But if you lack wisdom, ask God and he gives to all generously. Hit my heart and I admitted that I was wisdomless. And right then the Bible opened to me. Like wow. opened up to the place where I started crying. I couldn't recite it. I couldn't memorize it. But it was doing something inside. And for the first time in my life, I'm connecting with a living word. And it's coming alive in me and I realize that I don't have to have guilt I don't have to have shame I don't have to have condemnation I can be free Come and on. so a couple of days later I have an encounter with Jesus three nights in a row three nights three dreams where he tells me to go home but I don't have a home I left the program I left 10 months early which I do not advise anybody to leave a program early unless it's Jesus not your flesh it has to be him so I went to my house to tell my daughter how sorry I was and when I went there my girlfriend came out of the house and told me that when I went away, she gave her life to Jesus. Wow. So I knew that I couldn't live there, and we made the decision to get married. So we got married um, four days later between first and second service at church. And she's wow. been my wife, and we've been married now this year's 15 years. Come on. And we have our that little seven-and-a-half-year-old's 22. She just got married. We have a 13-year-old uh, little girl. We have an eight-year-old little girl. We adopted another little boy three years ago. He was wow. born addicted to heroin. We got him at birth, went to rehab for, with, for three weeks with him. 
He's completely good, and we're now adopting another baby, and he's three and a half weeks old. Right now. And so that's amazing. It is. So where did I start? How did I get started? I started <laughs> in the on. prayer room. I started opening the Word, not even know how to read it, and it spoke life to me, and it changed me from inside. And my conversation, even in the car on the way here, was about the Word. I don't have anything else to talk about except the truth about what's in this book, man. Come because on. what's in this book transforms the way we think. And if we see that God's a Father, He's not mad at us, He loves us, everything changes. Come it's on. the Abba factor, man. We have to know that He is a good Father and that He loves us and He wants what's best for us. I, I mean, love that. It's, it's my life, man. So Come on. how did I get to do it? Every day, the same thing. Wake up, get with Jesus, be intimate with God, read his word, fellowship with God, let him speak because it's not supposed to be a one way. Like, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be, oh Lord, your servant is speaking. Listen, it's supposed to be, oh Lord, speak to your servant. I'm listening. Mm. And so many people go to God and they're like, oh Lord, your servant's speaking, listen. But really, it's, oh Lord, here's your servant, speak. That's really good. It's amazing. It's supposed to be a two-way conversation, man. Yeah. So I'm in love with Jesus, man. We have a training identity school down in Dallas. And when does that run from? When um, to when? It starts September 9th, and we have 13. Right now it's 13 and a half weeks. Then people can come for either 13 and a half week or they can come for three years. It's totally up to them. But it's a supernatural ministry school, but we fo- our main focus is identity. Okay. Because we want sons and daughters that that know who they are so when we're prophesying when we're praying for the sick and the sick are being healed when we're getting words of knowledge our identity isn't based on getting a gift our identity is based on the gift itself jesus Mm. and so when we see who we are we're operating in sonship and the miracles are a byproduct of being a son not the focal point it's really good the miracles always happen all of them are all of them walk in the supernatural all of them can prophesy i mean in two weeks students lives are so transformed that everywhere they go, they're hearing the Lord. Because that's supposed to be normal Christianity. That's why we call the ministry Lifestyle Christianity, because it's supposed to be a lifestyle. Come on. It's amazing, man. And I listen to your podcast. It's really good. You know, um, I discovered your messages. Someone was coming to our church, and they said, have you heard of this guy, Todd Wyatt? I said, no. And they they brought brought you up to me. This was probably three and a half years ago, four years ago. And I remember when I listened to one of your sermons, I just cried through it. Awesome, and um, and I was like, someday I want to have him at our church if he would come. And uh, here we are. Thanks, bro. Come on, man. Thanks for letting me come. God has the right word for through you tonight for our church and for the people that are listening and watching. You know, a lot yeah. of things that we talk about on this specific podcast is how do we be a Christ follower and at the same time a leader yeah. Um, to those that are all around us in a way that would glorify God and would continue to uh, grow into who God's called us to be. Yeah. What are your thoughts right now just on people who are desiring to become a better leader? What would you tell yeah. them? Wash feet, man. Come on. Clean toilets. That's it. I promise. It really is. If I can't clean toilets, why would I want to lead? Why yeah. would I people respect and honor me? And as a leader, you're supposed to lead like Christ and Christ wash feet. And so Christ modeled what's called servant leadership. Yeah. So servant leadership isn't not being above people and leading them. It's coming up under people and actually pulling out the greatness that's in them yeah. and letting that rise to the top and nurturing that greatness into fruition until it's bearing fruit everywhere. But if I'm just desiring to be a leader so I can get a pulpit, that mm. can be really demonic. Yeah. 
Like it really can because my strategy is to get behind a pulpit so that people can hear me. And sometimes that happens because we don't understand that we're accepted by the Father. Yeah. And I don't have to be accepted by people. And if I'm desiring, let me just say it another way. If I'm desiring to be a leader so that people can accept me, then I'm only going to tell people what they want to hear yeah. instead of what they need to hear. Yeah. Fear because I need to hear this in order to give that. And the fear of man needs to end. Yeah. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, man. Come on. And it's hard subjects. Like, <laughs> like where the church is right now. It's not like, it's not a happy place, like overall, like yeah. not just a church. I'm saying the church, the body of Christ in general. Like there's a lot of issues, man, that are on the table right now that there's a lot of people that dance around them. I won't mm. dance around them, man. Like Come there, on. There are certain subjects that we have to address. And if yeah. we don't address them, the world, and the world wants to scare the church into not addressing them. And so they form organizations to scare the church, but we're the church, we're the Bible. And if we yeah. can't lead, in the reality of being the fullness of him that fills all in all, because that's what he calls the body of Christ, yeah. then, then we have no right. We, we need a voice, but our voice is Jesus. Yeah. And we can't compromise the truth. Like we go into all kinds of, there's all kinds of different cultures and all kinds of standards being set for culture. And a true leader doesn't sacrifice truth on an altar of trying to be culturally relevant. Yeah. A leader is going to bring the reality of biblical truth into any culture because this Bible works anywhere. It doesn't yeah. matter where it's at. Yeah. I don't care if I'm in, uh, and I don't care if it's the whole nation is full of witches and they're living out of some book of shadows. This Bible dominates everything. Come on. And there's no possible way for that. One person in Christ is the majority, man. Yeah. And like, we're never going to die. Like, I'm going to one day put off this tent, but I'm just going to go, Jesus, oh, so good to be here. Like, that's going to be it right there. The moment that I leave, I'm there. And he's going to say, well done. And I need to have the fear of the Lord in that I'm going to hear well done every day of my life. Like if I died right now, God's not looking at me saying, you got a lot of junk in your closet, Todd. No, I live with a clean hand. I live with clean, pure hands and a clean heart. Come on. And I don't have junk in my closet or hidden stuff, hidden sin, yucky stuff. I don't have these strongholds that people teach that you have to have some strongholds. That's demonic. Why would Christ have died? And if I've mm. got a way to be free when I see Jesus, death has now become my savior. Mm. And that's just demonic doctrine, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's powerful. Well, Todd, have you, you've been in ministry. You've been in Dallas this whole time, correct? Yeah. And so you've got your Bible college there. Yeah. And then you also are speaking all over the world. Yeah. Are you writing books too? I'm starting right now. Starting to. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. This needs to be a book See, right I'm not here. A, I'm not a typer. So Your like story. I, but I'm, I'm trying to, we're trying to work it out right now. Come so on. They're working on it right now as we Come speak. on, man. Yeah. Where can people find just your sermons and, and things that you're doing and get more information on your school? Yeah, well, they can go to lifestylechristianity.com. Okay. Um, and our university is called LCU or Lifestyle Christianity University. Um, I know right now I think they're waiving... I think they waived a registration fee right now for people to sign up. And you only have to sign up for 13 weeks, 13 and a half weeks. So you can come and then decide whether you want to go on. But we're going to do a three-year three program. Third year will be internship, and we're going to step into, into that. And honestly, man, I've never been more exciting about, uh, excited about something before because I've seen such transformation. A lot of people are like, how can you mentor me? How can, like, can I travel with you? Hey, can I just get an hour on the phone? Because people have no grid for time and, and where that is. This is the closest thing that we could possibly do. Yeah. I teach there every week. I'm at the school every week. We have amazing speakers that are coming in. Like, 
it's it's pretty incredible. Come and on. All of them are walking in the supernatural, and we go after purity, man. We go after purity. I love that. We go after character. People don't think you can be free. Yeah. One of the things that we do is we annihilate the reality of your past creeping into your present. That's good. With the gospel, with that, in my life, with all the stuff I went through, if I lived in my past for a moment, it would kill me. Mm. We teach sun consciousness instead of sin consciousness. Mm. And so it's just biblical. If he says that old things have passed away and all things become new and I'm a brand new creation, if my sin and my lawless deeds, he'd remember no more. And God really forgets them. The devil doesn't. So he wants to bring that stuff up because he knows if he can get you to look back here, you can never plow straight. And so one of the things that we really focus on is the reality of the finished work in Jesus, man, and the blood and Come what on. it's done, the cross, man. Come on, that's powerful. You know, we, my parents, when they started Victory in 1981, that same year, um, the church just blew up 2,000 people in, in two months. Wow. And then they started the Bible College the same year. And so they, we've been running Victory Bible College, and it's the same thing. Their, their desire was, yeah. we want anyone and everyone who wants more of Jesus. Wow. And so that's, that's kind of, when I'm listening to you, I'm like, man, that's the heartbeat of this house. You that's know, awesome, my father passed away of cancer in 2009. It was a sudden thing. And I knew that I was called in my heart to pastor the church and to lead our Bible college and all of that, but it took some time. It took some real just development. I was in our Bible college, and I was taking a class on righteousness. Wow. And I was taking a class on transformed living, and it's exactly what you were saying. It was like my mind, because I had gone to seminary at ORU. I had studied theology, but I needed, I needed that just that dose of what you're talking about. And so, so I just good, encourage man. those of you that are watching. Wow. Check this out, lean into it, and um, thank you for being here. Thank you yeah. for saying yes. Thanks for letting me come. And we're excited. We're getting ready to have Todd speak in just a little bit here at our church. So if you're watching this right now, make sure you're tuning into victory.com, and you can catch this message later. We'll be uploading it on our YouTube channel as well. Much love. God bless you.